Hola, Vorian familia. Creo que di gracias muchas para following, sharing, liking, subscribing, listening to the podcast and following me along this path that we've started for a year now. I, I want to take a moment and just say thank you. And if you haven't followed, share, commented, listened, or subscribed, please go ahead and do that. And I really, truly appreciate your feedback. So don't be shy to reach out to me either on any of the social medias or emailing me and telling me what I'm doing wrong or what I'm doing right, what more I should do and what I should do less of. I would truly appreciate it. All right, let's get into the question of the day. True or false? An injured worker is 28 times less likely to have a spinal surgery if the first provider the contacted is a chiropractor rather than a surgeon. The answer will be at the end of the main event. Enjoy. Hey y'all, I hope you're well. Welcome to another episode of Healthcare Boulevard. This is a podcast where we shine more light on healthcare and our goal here is to provide more options to people looking to choose healthcare as a career path, regardless of their background. My name is Sena Kakpomo and I am your host and creator here. I thank you for tuning in. I appreciate your support. Remember, you can tune in on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Guardians, welcome. Good morning. It is Sunday over here, but I have no idea when you will hear this. So <laughs> I'm going to say good morning. Um, we are here for another interview. I have another chiropractor here today, which I'm very excited to get in with him and learn about him and his professional journey. So let me welcome him in and get this thing started, shall we? Joshua, how are you doing? Good morning. Good morning, Sanan. Thanks for having me on the show. Of course. Do you prefer Josh? Uh, yeah, Josh is fine. Okay. It, it reminds me of Joshua Tree. That's my Joshua. <laughs> oh, it's my favorite. Have Joshua you been to Joshua Tree? Yeah, a few times. Okay, 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 good. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Well, um, I'm a chiropractor. I've been practicing for about a year now. Um, like you, I graduated in 2020 amid all the mess and everything. Um, so it's been a very, very busy year since I first got out of school and um, have started practicing. So currently I'm involved working in three different places right now. Um, First one is a pretty high volume setting. That's my primary place of practice right now. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it's pretty quick adjustments. You know, I'll, I'll treat patients in about five to 10 minutes. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's pretty fast. Right, right. Uh, so when you graduated, what was, what was the job finding and board certification like? Uh, okay, so, you know, while you're in school, you, mm -hmm. most students complete all these boards while they're in school, but a few will have a couple to wrap up afterwards. Um, I actually had five national board exams to pass before I can sit for the state licensing exam. Um, mm -hmm. There is one that some states require, but other states don't. California, of course, requires the PT boards. Um, not every state will require that, but okay. it, it's a lot of exams. And then once you pass all five of your boards, then you can sit for the state licensing exam, which is uh, like an ethics and jurisprudence. So legal stuff. Okay. So the boards, are those tests that you're taking with the school or are those also national tests? It's a national test. 
Really? So you're taking five different, is that for the case for every chiropractor or is that different for you for other reasons? Uh, that's going to be the case for every chiropractor in the U.S. Um, like I said, the fifth one is some states require the PT boards, some don't, mm -hmm. um, but most will at least require, you know, parts one through four of the other, uh, the main boards. Oh my gosh. I, that's funny. I'm like collecting number of exams that professionals have to take. And uh, yesterday I was, I was interviewing a respiratory therapist mm -hmm. and he had told me he had to take three board exams and I was telling him how he had topped my number those four, but you just came in and took the Emmy away. <laughs> I was like four, five is a lot. It's you get kind of used to it after a while. There's, it's a lot of testing. Yeah, it is. And then after that, you sit, you sit for the state board. Right. And so then you get your license from the state. Okay. So you essentially took six tests to be able to call yourself a chiropractor in California. That's right. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. It, it's a lot. It is. It is. Um, so especially with the COVID and, and you graduating in the middle of it and having to take all that test, how was the job finding market for you? It was pretty easy to be honest. Yeah. Uh, Good. There is a big demand for chiropractors right now, even in a saturated state like California. Mm -hmm. um, there's just a lot of patients out there who are looking for this kind of care and not enough chiropractors to serve them right now. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. for me, you know, there's plenty of opportunity out there right now. Even as a fresh new graduate, there are, are yeah. plenty of people knocking at the door. Yeah, no, I, I feel that struggle. I, I, I too am essentially imploded with like three or four different people right now. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally get it. And I see how people like, oh, are you still interested? I'm like, if I had more hours in the daytime, yeah. Yeah, it's a good time like, to be a healthcare professional. It really is. It really is. Um, for, for better or worse, right? Um, it's still a very stressful time, but it's the, as far as job opportunity, it's it's there's plentiful um but that's interesting so you you graduated you started working let's reverse a little bit and talk about your educational journey getting into chiropractic school okay so um i have a bachelor's degree um it's a, i did a double major in leadership studies and biology so the science background of course was very helpful to get into school um, not every school actually requires you to have a four-year bachelor's degree but you will need almost a bachelor's degree worth of classes to qualify. Um, mm -hmm. So you may not need a four-year degree, but you should check with whatever schools you know you want to apply to. Then you can see what courses are required and you may be able to still get in even without completing a four-year degree. Um, after that, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I worked for a couple of years in New York City doing a few different jobs. And eventually chiropractic found me um, through a chiropractor I was seeing. Uh, she saw that you know, some potential in me to be a good chiropractor, I guess. And so she uh, told me I should check it out, the profession and, you know, visit her school and everything. Um, and so, you know, I managed to fly out to visit her school. Um, it was up here in Hayward, California. It's called Life Chiropractic College Bust. And that weekend when I was there, I just fell in love with the program. You know, they told us all about chiropractic, what it does for people, and, you know, I had been on the patient side before and experience, had good experiences as a patient, but hadn't considered it until I visited the school as a profession. Mm -hmm. um, so a good note for a lot of prospective students is if you're interested in becoming a chiropractor or not sure exactly what that will mean, a lot of these schools may actually pay for your flights and lodging if you go to a different state. 
Um, I came all the way from New York City to California. They paid for my flight or gave me a good credit for it, at least. And they mm-hmm. also put me up while I was there for a few days. Um, wow. so they try to make it easy for you to come visit and right. you know, see the schools. Right. Oh, that's good to know. That's really good to know. Um, I wouldn't have thought that for sure. Uh, and if you were to describe a chiropractor to somebody who, like you, may not have heard of it at that time, um, what would you say? If I was going to make it really simple, I, I, I like to tell people I'm someone who helps unleash the body's potential. Um, mm. So basically, you know, we check the body and find areas where things are not functioning the way they're supposed to. And we help improve the function of the whole body as a whole. Um, mm-hmm. So everything's all connected, of course. So we, you know, the way we treat the body is mostly through a joint restriction. So we'll find areas where things are stuck in the body and they're not moving like they're supposed to. Um, of, over time, complications develop, such as, you know, muscle stiffness and tightness. And there can even be some neurological implications at later stages. Um, we do some specific corrections or adjustments to the spine to help restore proper motion and position of the joints together. Um, mm-hmm. I also like adjusting joints outside of the spine. So you'll find some chiropractors who also adjust extremities. So I'll adjust, you know, wrists, ankles, whatever mm-hmm. is misaligned that needs to get lined back up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what settings are you practicing right now? Um, so the main setting right now is a very high volume setting. Mm-hmm. Um, most days I'll see 50 people or so on my own, but mm-hmm. I, I've had very busy days where I can see up to 80. Um, and it's, it's, it's very, very busy. So, you know, you have to quickly assess and treat people because you have a lot of people waiting for you at any given time. Um, so I'm sure you know how that is. Um, so I also work in some other settings too, because I actually like to spend a bit longer with patients. Um, so right now I'm working somewhere else in Santa Monica where it's one-on-one private sessions. I'll spend 30, 45 or 60 minutes with a patient and we do a lot of muscle work. Um, so there's some, you know, myofascial release, maybe some cupping, Braston, that sort of thing to help free up the myofascial junctions. Um, after that, you know, I do some specific adjustments as necessary to the spine or the extremities just to get everything all lined up. Um, right. We find that these long sessions are really effective and people feel a lot better and we can get a lot accomplished in a relatively short amount of time. Right, right. Uh, and so do you then prefer the longer time where you're spending more time with the patient versus the quick go in and out setting? Oh, absolutely. Um, There's a good feeling that comes with serving a lot of people one day, but it Mm. is very draining. Um, I I really like to go one-on-one with people because I I, I really like a complex puzzle. And when you have more time, you can really dig into the details and just, you know, find what these original um, dysfunctions are. And you can really get much more accomplished in a short amount of time. Right, right. And what demographics, do you have a specific demographic you're working with, age or what have you? Um, not particularly. It, okay. It's mostly, you know, adults in mid-20s to 50s. But, you know, I have some very geriatric patients that are, you know, well in their 80s or 90s. And, you know, a couple of days ago, I had a seven-month-year-old baby that I worked on. So it could be all over the board. Right. Oh, wow. That's that that must have been interesting the seven month old uh yes that's very different with the baby <laughs> yeah yeah um i'm sure the setting was different what then is some of your challenges you've noticed as a chiropractor um well in the high volume setting of course there's just the physical and mental fatigue of working with so many people some people really thrive in that kind of setting and love it um i 
I like spending, you know, more time with less people. So that's a less mentally draining for me, at least. Um, so I think a lot of chiropractors I hear, especially in these high volume settings, there's, you know, physical injuries, physical demands. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to really, really work on strengthening your body and taking mm-hmm. really, really good care of yourself. Um, as many people have echo- echoed already on this podcast, you need to, you know, spend your time doing your physical training. You need to spend your time with your good nutrition, you know, mm-hmm. sleeping well, all that stuff just to help stave off the physical nature of the burnout. Um, and then of course there's all the ever-changing rules amid the pandemic, which can also be a bit draining too. Right. Right. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally there with you. I am more of a, let me spend more time with my patient type of person. So even when I graduated school, even while I was in school, I knew thing settings like emergency medicine was not going to be my thing i was like when i started looking for jobs i'm like i'm open to everything but the eo <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i'm like you just patch them up and send them up you know um and it's a much needed setting right uh it's just not for everyone so that that's totally understandable and as far as your um your work-life balance how is that especially now working with two or three different jobs and so forth well lately it's been pretty busy but I'm you know one of my jobs I'm working on opening a business and then the other place I'm in in Santa Monica I'm more like a closer to a contractor so I'm also invested in building that business Mm -hmm. so a lot of chiropractors you'll notice have an entrepreneurial mindset Um, we've always been kind of different than a lot of other people and you know there's not a huge space for, we're still alternative care. So mm-hmm. we have to kind of, if, if you want something, you have to create it for yourself. Um, that being said, a lot of people, when they create their own practices end up having, uh, are able to do their best possible work. Um, so mm-hmm. you just want to set yourself up to do really good quality work. So of course, working on two different businesses and working in a high volume setting is Work-life balance is very, very busy right now, but there are many out there who have been, if you have a well-established practice, I know a lot of chiropractors who are only working about three or four days a week and Mm -hmm. living the life of their dreams. So I think there is a lot of potential for very good work-life balance, but Mm -hmm. a lot of people are also just hungry to serve a lot of people every day. Um, So at some point you can really have a lot of freedom over what your day looks like. Right, right. So it then depends, end up depending on what you want at that stage of your life, right? Because what you're wanting now may not be what you're wanting in five or 10 years from now, depending on responsibilities and life and what have you. So uh, it's it's a great thing that you get to sort of decide that and mold that as you grow and and as you develop as a person, which is amazing. What is... um, as a chiropractor, what one thing that is different a lot of time between you as a chiropractor and myself or other healthcare professionals is that you guys are actually using your body to do your work. Like you're, it's a physical work more than it is for us when it's muscle into, uh, 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 you know, intellectual, you know, making orders as for me as a PA or maybe an MD or what have you. How, how do you like that aspect of the job? For me, that was one of the most attractive aspects of the job yeah. you know I well I actually do really love to use my brain so you know of course right you know, being engaged with all the studies and you know I, I like to read a lot of stuff that you know fresh studies that come out um, mm. but I've come from an athletic background I just really like to move I was always one of those kids who could never sit still for a long time so you know when I saw how active chiropractors are throughout the day it was really uh, I just loved that aspect of it you know you're moving all day um, 
you have to really work on your athletic athletic abilities, um, you know, dexterity, strength, and flexibility, all these things are really important to, for you to deliver effective treatments. Um, mm -hmm. So the better condition you keep yourself in, the better you can actually do your job. And right. for me, I always want to be healthy. So that's, that's cool. I have to stay healthy in order to, to be good at what I do. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a very odd question, but like, how does that, what is the oldest chiropractor practicing chiropractor right because i feel like because you use your body so much not that you know a 60 or, or, or 65 when most people are retiring you are not tired but you are likely like everybody else regardless of what you do you are lower in energy at that age so how does that affect that dynamic i mean i'm asking you as a decently new grad about years so I, I don't even know if that's an appropriate question but you are on the field so maybe you you have some insight well i actually do know plenty of chiropractors who are you know well into their 60s or 70s and still practicing yeah. a lot of them simply slow down or see less people um mm -hmm. but a lot of them look very healthy and they just take very good care of themselves yeah, now, yeah. a lot of delivering a good adjustment is really just proper leverages and biomechanics so the better you use your body, the better treatment you can deliver. Um, mm -hmm. That being said, you know, I've seen some who, you know, look out of shape, but they still deliver very effective treatments. So they just know how to use their body very efficiently and effectively. So, you know, if, if people are concerned that maybe they're not, you know, don't have the physical ability to do this job, there are plenty of other techniques and plenty of other ways to adjust people that um, you'd be very surprised. You know, there's yeah. other techniques where, that are actually very non-physical. Um, mm. We'll talk more about this later, but there's you know several different, there are many, many ways to practice chiropractic. Mm -hmm. Most people will do a very physical style adjustment, um, manual right. therapies, but other people will use instruments only to adjust people. Um, there's some specialists who only adjust the very top of the spine. So they are upper cervical specialists. Um, some of those styles of uh, adjustments or techniques are not very physical at all and require a lot of computer analysis and other instrumentation. So, you know, if um, I actually, even at my school, we have some teachers who are chiropractors, but they're blind. So there's mm. a lot of space in there for people who, you know, maybe are differently abled to even come in and practice too. Wow, that's quite interesting. So what are some of the specialties of chiropractic you've seen and and for yourself have enjoyed working with or maybe plan on going into in the future okay so um the one i'm probably the most in right now myself is you know a lot of people would consider extremities and a specialty um mm -hmm. so i do a lot of extremity adjusting um it's something i just really enjoy to do uh there are as i mentioned before some people who specialize just in the upper cervical aspect of the spine um they, you know, will just focus on the, maybe the top or maybe the top two vertebrae. Um, there are chiropractic neurologists who focus heavily on functional neurology. Um, there are even chiropractic internists, which, you know, they may take a little more of a spin on GIGU stuff, um, more in terms of diet and supplementation, you know, of course it has to be within our scope of practice, but right. um, we have a very broad scope of practice actually. So it, it leaves a lot of space for these other, you know, um, specialties to come up. Mm -hmm. And there are, oh, another big specialty is pregnancy and pediatrics. Um, there are special diplomates and certifications for all that too. Um, mm -hmm. Although you don't need them to work with those populations. 
And I think there's even some who specialize with geriatrics. So there are many, many specialties out there. And a lot of people like to cut out some sort of niche for themselves too. Right, right. Uh, and uh, what are some leadership and uh, leadership and, uh, oh, wow. I'm forgetting the second word, <laughs> growth. That's a word, let's try it again. <laughs> what are some leadership and growth opportunities as a chi chiropractor? Well, growth is almost inevitable. Um, mm -hmm. You know, especially when you practice working on a lot of people, you will always improve your own skills. Um, there, we, we of course have to take 24 CEUs every single year. So mm. you will be doing seminars every single year. So hopefully you, well, whoever ends up going to these seminars will choose something that interests them. You know, that way you'll continue to learn about advancements in the field. Um, you can also take technique seminars and where you can continually refine your, um, your style or your adjusting skills. Mm -hmm. um, there, and, and of course, there's the diplomate programs where you can do three, I think some of them are 300 hours at least courses where uh, and you can get an additional board certification in some sort of specialty. Um, okay. Now, as far as leadership goes, you know, as a, of course, at the very least, everyone will be a role model of some kind. Um, you have to be a role model for your patients and demonstrate what a good, healthy lifestyle looks like. Mm -hmm. um, you're a leader in your community. Um, I know plenty of chiropractors who are very involved in their local communities, you know, coaching sports teams and whatnot. Um, and then, you know, if you work in, many don't work in organizations and just have a private practice, but there are organizations where you can, you know, be a clinic director or something like that. Um, so there are plenty of places where you could be some kind of leader. Yeah. And how do you personally cope with stress? Okay. Now that's a big answer. Um, the way I see it, there are many kinds of stress. This is something I like to tell my, a lot of my patients. Um, I usually categorize categorize stress into three categories. There's physical stress, mental or emotional stress, and chemical stress. Um, so physical stress, you know, the way I deal with that is I get adjusted once or twice a week. Um, you have to get a taste of your own medicine, of course. Um, for me, that helps my body handle the physical demands of the job. Plus, you know, of course, I spend my time in the gym and, you know, work on my mobility drills and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, mental stress, I like to meditate, spend time outside, try to stay away from too many social media distractions and electronics. Um, I find the more I stay away from that, the more free my mind is. Um, I also like to read just to help de-stress. Um, and when I talk about chemical stress, I mean more environmental and food toxins. I really just try to avoid that stuff as much as I can. Yeah. Any, any fun activities? I, I saw that you're more of an outdoor person. Tell us more about what you do for fun. Um, you know, I, I like to spend a lot of time at the beach. There's a lot of beautiful places outside to be here in Southern California, of course. Um, I like to hike and travel. Um, I also am a bit of a foodie, so I like to travel around LA just to find some good places to eat. That's good. Now, being a new, a former New Yorker, how do you like Cali compared to New York? Well, the weather's a lot nicer here. Um, I find that the pace of living is, you know, it's a little slower, which is also pretty nice coming from a very hectic place like New York. Um, of course, there's no place like New York, and it's always going to be the greatest city ever, but uh, LA has a lot of really nice, beautiful things about it too. How long was your education overall? 
Okay, so my chiropractic education was three years. Um, mm -hmm. Most schools, it takes three and a half or four years to complete the degree. Um, there are some schools, at least, that will have an accelerated tract where if you have like a good science background, you can get through the science curriculum a bit faster. Um, so I managed to do all that and saves me about six months of uh, school. And last question. <laughs> what, what is some word of advice or encouragement for those who want to may want to become a chiropractor? Okay, so at the very least, uh, the first thing you should do is just go see a chiropractor as a patient and get adjusted. Um, it's a really unique experience to get this kind of work done. And so, you know, one time you may not really notice much of a difference, but you at least try it for a couple of weeks just to see how it feels and notice any changes you feel in your body. Um, you find it start to open up all kinds of things you didn't expect. Um, so just, you know, simply getting adjusted is a great place to start. A lot of chiropractors, you know, as some other people have mentioned, will be receptive to, you know, if anyone wants to shadow, mm -hmm. you know, feel free to reach out to anybody, you know, or local chiropractors in your community, just to reach out and see if they're willing to let you come and sit in the office for a bit, they can talk to you. Mm -hmm. Um, it's also always a great idea to contact schools and try to visit them and see if there's any way they can you know, invite you over just to show you the school or tell you more about chiropractic. Um, right, right. And y'all know that chiropractors are open to talking about their helping you become a chiropractor because he's here on a Sunday morning doing <laughs> just that. So thank you so much, Joshua. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you shedding more light on your profession, how you did it how other people can help or can get there. I really appreciate your time and thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me on the show. It was, you know, really nice talking to you and meeting you. Of course, of course. You have a beautiful Sunday. Thank you, you too. Thanks, bye. Bye-bye. All right. The answer is true. You are, as, as an angel worker, you are 28 times less likely to have a surgery if you contact a chiropractor first rather than a surgeon okay thank you all have a beautiful evening morning day week whichever one you're having depending on when you're listening to this ciao all right that's all i have for you today thank you again for joining me i appreciate you please subscribe follow like comment and share and uh stay blessed bye